0: captain. Our computer is picking up a strange signal. I don't want any baloney, magic tricks or psychological mumbo jumbo.
1: Errors in time and space. But it doesn't make
0: Greetings, Liminerds! Broadcasting to you from a location outside of time and space. My name is Kyle Thatcher.
1: I'm Jenny Thatcher.
0: And this is Liminal Unlimited. So, we're back into the deep, dark realms of Reddit.
1: (laughs) Woohoo! Love this stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um... I thought first we would uh, uh, first just open up, just commenting briefly on the uh, UFO issue. Um, you know, all the what are what are now being... It's funny, like one day the government decides they're going to say it's balloons. Then the next day they're going to decide to say it's not balloons. Nobody seems to really know what these things are. Um, and also they gave like three different explanations for what they could be um but all of them some sort of uh owned by private entities or something and um my only kind of comment on the whole thing is you know i kind of i kind of call bullshit um a little bit because if these were just you know some science experiment or something somebody would have come out by now and said oh hey sorry the, those were ours you know we 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 didn't realize it was going to be a big thing and you know oopsie and right somebody
1: and normally we don't like scramble fighter jets to shoot down like weather balloons
0: yeah yeah if it was if it was some private entity that that was not up to anything nefarious they would have come forward and said oh hey sorry that right. was that was our stuff think you know, bad on us, Mm -hmm. you know, sorry for all the hubbub, but they, but nothing like that has happened. Nobody's come forward. Nobody's claimed it. And so I still don't think that they're UFOs, but, um, but I, I think that there's, there's some weird thing and the government doesn't want to tell us what's going on with that. And, And it's not like they have to, but, don't don't just, you know, kind of make stuff up or give us like oh, a yeah. half an explanation or yeah. something like that.
1: They should tell us something. I mean, they came out and said that UFOs are real and, you know, we have all these videos of things we can't explain. But we're not going to tell you what this balloon was. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. really strange.
0: Yeah, it just seems... I have
1: to make a correction. I think I said that the one was over Lake Michigan, but it was Lake Huron. Okay. I think one was in Michigan. I, well, I don't know. And then there was one in China.
0: Well, Lake Huron is on the border is of Michigan. It?
1: Well, so I was mostly right. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you said something to that
1: effect. I, I said Lake Michigan. But okay. it was Huron. And now China said that they saw some unidentified object over their skies, too. It's all very strange.
0: Yeah, but I, I think I mentioned it before. that You know, of course they're going to say that. Like... Oh yeah, hey, we got them over here too. Ooh, yeah. You know, hey, don't don't come looking at us. It's you know,
1: yeah.
0: everybody's seeing them. It's all right. You
1: and then know. there was one scene in Pennsylvania too this last week. Some unidentified something or other I in kid, the sky. It was
0: a kid's party balloon. I saw the picture <laughs> no of that. No, it wasn't. That was a kid. Was, it looked like Snoopy. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> so um, Yeah, so they're just Getting that out of the way um, You know I, th- I figure we should uh, Get into the wild uh, Wacky world of Reddit um, Because there, there is If you go on Reddit And you look hard enough It's a treasure trove mm-hmm. Of not only weird stuff Strange stuff Uh, great! some great stories, but also just some of it is totally out there. And and And
1: you have to take some of it with a grain of salt, because some of these could be, you know, someone doing some creative writing, trying to pass it off as a true story. But I try to look for ones that sound legit.
0: I like the ones that are just so off the wall that it doesn't even matter to me (laughs) if they're true true or not.
1: (laughs) That's true.
0: <laughs> you know, there comes a point where they get so far into the story where you're like, I really don't care if this actually happened. This is just plain fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, some people you can tell they're they're almost practicing for like a class or something.
1: Right. They're
0: they're they're trying a little too hard. I think on our first very first episode where we uh, delved into Reddit stories, I talked about how uh, sometimes. Less is more,
1: yeah when
0: it comes to a good reddit story slash uh, you know, creepy pasta these these reside in the realm sometimes of of the creepy pasta type right. tales. Um, and sometimes you can uh, put in less details and it actually works for you because then it feels more like a memory right. or a recollection as opposed to if you're able to pin down every single detail of the thing that happened it's like well no you know unless you're one of these guys on some television show that has photographic memory no one's memory is that good we would expect there to be some vagueness Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know so if you're if you're that's my advice to somebody looking to make up a reddit story (laughs) no
1: don't say that we want the truth
0: (laughs) you can't handle the truth truth. (laughs) So, on that note, <clears throat> let's uh, dive in, um, and the the first one I'm going to get out of the way um, is not even uh, necessarily, um, I mean, it's on Reddit, but it's not a huge story or anything, but I just thought it was wild and wacky, um, and it is a video, I, it, it, it's not much to describe, so I feel okay covering this. But it's the story of the Mongolian farmer who uh, has, he has security cameras up at his little uh, sheep ranch. And this Mongolian farmer uh, discovers that his sheep have started walking in a circle, a nearly perfect circle. And they were walking in that circle continuously for twelve days, and I thought huh. that was just totally, totally bizarre, totally wacky. Huh. I I don't know if any of our listeners know if this if sheep are prone to this behavior. Um, you can you can write into us liminalunlimited at gmail.com and 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 let us know i mean do you know does anybody out there know if if this is something that sheep or other livestock ha- I've never seen this before and i can't imagine what possessed these sheep to walk in a, a giant circle perfect circle for 12 days straight i i don't know
1: i imagine they would have had to stop at some point to eat and drink or, I, did they, or did they not
0: i don't know that's weird maybe that maybe it was like a weird thing where they they rotated out right you know what it sounds to me it sounds to me like um what's the 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 ritual that muslims do when they they circle the 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 monument in the in mecca hmm. You know, and guys, ro- you rotate oh, in till right. you get right close up to it, so you can touch it, and then you rotate back out. You know, through the layers of oh, people, oh. maybe that's, that's what the sheep were doing. You know, rotating oh. out to go get food and water, and then rotating back in.
1: I have to, or they'd all drop dead.
0: Just shitting and pissing as they walked. Nice. Just everybody stepping in everybody's piss and shit. <laughs>
1: That's nice, dear.
0: <laughs> it's just, it's weird behavior. It is weird. It's weird behavior. But anyway, so I thought that I thought it had to at least get an honorable mention because that was to me uh, super super off the wall. Hmm. Um. So here's here the this first one. Now I found this one back before we did our first episode, but I never got around to covering it. We had enough material. So I wanted to make sure I read this So this is um, From a Redditor The handle goes uh, Abby's Revolutionary 13 Um, And this is called The Town Square They titled this And this Redditor says So my boyfriend and I were hanging out in his bedroom A couple weeks ago Getting frisky (laughs) And although we have had lots of strange and unexplainable experiences together in in bed, um, (laughs) this one beats them all by a long shot. No drugs or alcohol were involved.
1: Hmm.
0: We were both standing in front of his dresser, which is right next to his bed, talking and getting ready to go to sleep. On his dresser is his alarm clock, which read 10.06 p.m., As we were talking, we were no longer in his room. We were in an old town square in daylight. And I lifted my hand up to cover my mouth, furrowed my eyebrows with a concerned look, and said, ooh, in a WTF kind of way, because because that's all I could get out. His right eye was thick and gray like it was pure cement. he immediately knew what I was referencing and reached up to his right eye and said my eye this felt like it lasted maybe 30 seconds everything went away as fast as it appeared the clock read 1144 p.m. I told him his eye was gray, thick in cement I've seen this eye before in movies, the History Channel, and in museums. It was the Egyptian eye of Ra. I have never looked into the eye of Ra. I have no idea what it means or no connection to it until this day. He said he could feel something happen to that eye, but it all happened so fast and his vision was blurred after he reached his hand to it. I didn't mention that I saw him in a town square until 15 minutes after the fact because I thought it was just too much, or just that it was crazy-sounding. I finally tell him before we go to bed, and he said he also saw me in a town square.
1: Hmm. What the heck?
0: I mean, no context there. Yeah. Just just 10.06 p.m., bang. They're in some old town square now they they don't describe what the town square looked like, except that it was an old town square, so I don't know if they mean like an old western town or you know wh- what what are they talking about um but they they were not in the bedroom anymore they were in some other place, and all of a sudden his eye looks like it's made of a... now they keep talking about thick gray cement. Basically, it's like his eye turned to stone mm-hmm. and became the eye of Ra, as if, if all of a sudden his eye was replaced with like the the eye of a, an Egyptian statue. Hmm. And he could feel it, mm-hmm. knew something was wrong, and he experienced the same exact thing as they did. And not only that, but they lost time.
1: Yeah,
0: It was 10.06. Now, now that's the only thing that, because I, like I said... Details are kind of... How did they know it was 10.06? Did they, like, look at the clock just before and realize it was 10.06? But, you know, they're saying maybe it was right around that time that they were going to bed, they had decided to go to bed, and then all of a sudden when they bounced back... Now, this was only a few seconds they were in this other place experiencing this, but when they come back to the bedroom, it's 11.44. They have lost over an... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, Lucy It is so creepy Again, our dogs are with us Um, So, they've lost over an hour and a half Yeah Of time You know, I mean, that's uh,
1: That's pretty wild
0: That's crazy I don't know And what... it,
1: it's weird, like, that they both ex- It's one thing if one person experiences it But two people experienced it So, yeah. that lends credibility and it's not just somebody you know so, having so, a seizure or something so
0: what do you what do you think that could possibly mean that his eye turned into I the have eye of Ra.
1: No freaking idea i mean that's i that's weird yeah that's interesting
0: so hmm. that's that's my first tale what do you what do you got right. for us what do you got for us honey
1: well i'm going to start off with a listener submission.
0: A listener submission? Yes. When when did you get this?
1: I got this a uh, week or two ago from listener and super fan Jackie Diane.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Who also happens to be my BFF. Hey, Jackie. So, yeah, she shared this one with me and um, didn't really have a chance to share it on the show until now. So, I'm going to do that now. She has a few stories to share. She lived in a pretty... Creepy looking haunted little Farmhouse thing so
0: We should get her on the show We should
1: we will So but this is a neat little uh, Dream story So she's always hated Bridges balloons and clowns (laughs) (laughs) This is a bridge story So
0: (laughs) Tell us all about it
1: Jenny (laughs) So um She used to have this recurring dream about a bridge. Um, And one day she and her dad, in real life, were driving over the George Washington Bridge, going from Pennsylvania to New Jersey. And she said, I hate this bridge. And her dad says, I hate this bridge too. Wait, why do you hate this bridge? And Jackie tells him, because she's always had uh, this recurring dream um, where she breaks down on the bridge. And then when she's walking down you know, the steep part of the bridge towards the toll booth, she falls off and then she wakes up. And then her dad says, well, my cousin Jack, who was one of the two Jacks that you're named after, died on this bridge. We found his car and never found his body.
0: That's weird.
1: Yep. And he said that uh, her dream actually gave him comfort to know what happened to his cousin. And after that day, she never had that dream again.
0: Oh, like it was she had to deliver the message. Uh-huh. She had to deliver the message to free that uh, I mean, her
1: dad's cousin's spirit, or or something, or to give that message so they knew what happened to him.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. I thought you were gonna like go like in a different. I th- I totally was going it.
1: <laughs> and then there's a, yeah, a, there a clown with a balloon. Clown with
0: a balloon, you know. We all float down here.
1: That would be Jackie's perfect nightmare.
0: <laughs> the funny, the actually funny part of that, the fact that she uh, specifically mentioned her fear of bridges, clowns, and what balloons. balloons. Mm-hmm. Um, so Stephen King, you know, we saw that documentary about the movie It, the the old television movie and that's what he that's how he said he came up with the idea of it he was driving across a bridge mm-hmm. and it reminded him of the story of the billy goats gruff and then he just thought about you know what freaked him out and he doesn't like clowns he doesn't have like the total phobia of clowns but he doesn't like them and the whole story started to evolve from there so it was literally because he was driving over a bridge that he came up with that yep. that idea. Mm-hmm. So very interesting, very interesting. A bridge
1: it's, is a great liminal space too, an in-between it, place.
0: It is. I mean, if you think about, I mean, the most the most infamous story uh, having to do with a bridge is obviously Point Pleasant and the Mothman, Point mm-hmm. Pleasant, West Virginia. And the uh, Silver Bridge Collapse. And um, yeah, yeah, that'd be, that would actually be kind of a, a fun spin-off uh, episode to do someday. Because um, we're going to eventually do uh, probably uh, what's going to turn into a uh, at least a two-part series on the Mothman at some point. Or at least on the events surrounding that um, that occurrence. But that would be kind of fun to see if there's any kind of other crazy stories. I know there's the Goatman Bridge. There's I forget where that one. I think that one might be down in West Virginia as well. But there's, um, you know, there just to find crazy bridge stories yeah, that might be fun I'm sure because a bunch. it is definitely uh, can be a liminal space. Bridges, you know, that goes that goes back to like even ancient tales and stuff of. You know lore of like vampires Vampires can't cross running water mm-hmm. You know so people used to try And get across the water you know Get across a, a river or a stream To ward off uh, Evil spirits legend of sleepy hollow He has to get across the bridge To escape the headless horseman
1: yep.
0: So bridges are Very very important in liminal Space you know Liminal uh, space activity Definitely So uh Here's one about um, I've got a a a couple that I might be able to read, but I thought this one was kind of fun Um, about uh, about uh, doppelgangers. You know that because one of the things that you know we cover, we're talking about the fringes of you know reality, the fringes of our experience and of existence. Um, and so I'm always I'm creeped out by the idea of doppelgangers, oh yeah, totally creeped out, and for anybody out there, like uh, again, this is another one that I find that the internet is somewhat confused on for some reason because doppelgangers um the internet seems to think that it's like it, it has to do with like if you look like George Clooney. <laughs> Or <laughs> Yeah, no that, that it's about lookalikes You know, oh look, you know Who is your doppelganger, you know And it's like, no, doppelgangers are actually like Truly, like a true doppelganger Is like a creepy thing It's a creepy experience to have And it's also supposed to be a bad omen um, This is just part of the definition from Wikipedia A doppelganger Um is a biologically unrelated look-alike or a double of a living person. In fiction and mythology a doppelganger is often portrayed as a ghostly or paranormal phenomenon and usually seen as a harbinger of bad luck. Um, Other traditions and stories equate a doppelganger with an evil twin. Um, In modern times the term twin stranger is occasionally used. Um, yes, yeah, so they were always like harbingers of bad luck, or they, or even um, in some belief systems, it was uh, it meant death. It meant you were going to die soon if you if you saw your doppelganger. Why? I have no idea. Um, I've never, in all of my readings and research, I've never ever really heard an explanation as to why. Um, seeing your doppelganger would be, like, a thing that, you know, all of a sudden, boom, you're dead. Yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what that is. I have no idea. But, you know, I mean, we've heard uh, in some of these kind of crazy stories uh, that we read on uh, a Reddit where people speculate that that's, like, yourself from another reality coming to take your place, you know, because you're about to die, you know, stuff like that.
1: Didn't Abraham Lincoln see his doppelganger?
0: He did. I want to. I do want to do an episode on doppelgangers. We eventually oh, will yeah. do a full episode. Um, but yeah, so it's some crazy stuff, and I've got a couple of them here. Um, I don't know if I'll I'll do both of them, but this. Um,
1: I've got some too.
0: This is a good one. Uh, I used to work at a dog rescue in the Midwest before moving home to the East Coast. It was a small rescue about 10 employees max, and we were all tight-knit. Nobody there resembled me. I am exceptionally short and have different hair than anyone there, so it wasn't easy to mistake someone else for me or vice versa. Uh, This place is also haunted. (laughs) (laughs) This place is also haunted. (laughs) We all heard a female voice yelling at us or singing near us when we were completely alone. Almost everyone saw apparitions or reflections when nobody was there, so this place was already full of weird energy to begin with. Then, it got weirder. During my last couple of months, coworkers started sending me odd texts. They would text me on my days off, asking why I was there, and where I had just disappeared to. I would always reply that I wasn't there, While I was there occasionally someone would jump at the sight of me and say something like what the hell you were you were just outside I saw you through the window or I just saw you in the storage room how did you get here so fast they couldn't understand how I'd gotten from point A to point B impossibly fast every time I would be baffled and explain that I wasn't where they thought I was before a good example that I remember well was this one I was in the backyard the only door in from there goes through the main adoption room then exits on the other end about 50 feet away into a hallway containing a kitchen and some private meeting rooms. I walked in from outside and saw my co-worker coming into the room from the hallway. She looked at me and gasped, then opened the door behind her to the hallway. She explained that she had just seen me in the kitchen doing dishes, but when she opened the door which lay about six feet beyond the kitchen door there I was coming in from outside. It was actually impossible. This is when we started to understand that something very strange was going on. We all sat around and talked about it and it turned out almost everyone was seeing a phantom version of me. Every time they saw it it was turned around and didn't interact with them. It would go into some strange places too for example someone watched me go into the closet holding the water tank and followed me asking some questions about work matters as soon as they turned into the closet I quote air quotes was gone I hadn't walked into that closet at all around that time let alone on that day my best guess is that I was in the middle of making a major life decision about either staying in this city at this job and taking a promotion or coming back home to the East Coast. The decision was extremely stressful for me to make, as I really loved that job. I'm surmising that my energy literally just split somehow, and that a version of me was hanging around there while I endured so much angst over staying or leaving. If I want to get super weird about it, I could say that maybe in another reality, I decided to stay there. And maybe those two timelines were intersecting and glitching onto one another. Hmm. They continued to see me after I moved home, thousands of miles away.
1: That's creepy.
0: That was posted by someone uh, with the handle PLZ, please probe me.
1: <laughs> I love the names.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that—that that is why, and that it fits so perfectly into into what we like to talk about on this show, because they even kind of posit this idea. There's like there's like layers to what's going on. Yeah, they're like I'm going through this huge life decision, so that almost puts out there like a poltergeist, you know, type energy. That like something is something about the stress and the turmoil inside of them is possibly manifesting something, mm-hmm. and or they say possibly there's an intersection of realities happening, um, and then the fact that they continue to see this oh, like can you mm. uh, in, like imagine that imagine at the place you work someone quits and leaves, and you keep seeing them. They're, they're living. They're a living person. You know that they're living somewhere else. And you keep, like, you walk into the break room one day and they're, like, with their head in the refrigerator. And they never look at you. They just turn and walk out the opposite door so that you don't see their face and disappear into a stairwell.
1: Yeah, that's messed up.
0: That's fucked, mm. dude. <laughs> like I would, that would make my every inch of my skin. Like, oh, and yeah. I don't. I'm not a guy that gets like super easily scared by. I watch horror movies and stuff all the time. Like, mm-hmm. there are certain that's things like, that,
1: that's worse than seeing a ghost. That is that's, because that's, that's like not natural. <laughs>
0: because because you you literally like if you saw a ghost, it's like oh ghosty ghost, like mm-hmm. you know or whatever like.
1: Kind of
0: cool. App, yeah, like to see an apparition, it would be frightening, but it's like you'd get the sense of like, oh, wow, like I just saw a ghost. Mm-hmm. But when you see a fully realized, like concrete
1: person. person shouldn't be there.
0: And yeah, and you know <laughs> that other person is nowhere near where you are. Yeah. But they look exactly like them and everything, but you never get to see their face holy schnikes! <laughs> i mean every inch of my skin would be crawling yeah. if that happened to me i wouldn't want to work there anymore oh no i'd be like i gotta go no.
1: yeah that's, that's not, i gotta not, go okay.
0: um it actually kind of reminds me of your sister's house mm-hmm. it's almost like having a mimic but instead of them mimicking a person's voice um for any listeners who don't know uh jen's sister's house uh was haunted severely haunted for, we should
1: have them on too yeah Talk severely haunted s- for a long crazy time stories
0: but it's almost like having a mimic but the mimic is mimicking like the your whole personage person. like yeah, yeah you're the physical figure of you yeah like way creepy way 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 creepy So I love that story. That's a good one. I had to read it when I when I saw it. I had to read it.
1: Here's a good one. I think I called myself. Posted by Crowhorse. Also a good name. Okay, I've been reading the stories on this subreddit and have have enjoyed them. So I thought I would share my own weird story with you guys. It happened in early 2000 when I was working at a juvenile detention center in a small town in Oklahoma as a corrections officer. I was working nights at the time and went to work at 9 p.m. This one night when I arrived for work, my supervisor looked confused and asked me what I was doing there. I said, I worked tonight. And he said, but they said you called in a few hours ago saying that you were sick. I was a bit confused and said it must have been someone else and they got the message wrong. After everyone else showed up for work that night, it was a bit more weird, but we carried on as usual and assigned everyone their places for the night. I went to work in the control room where I usually work. The control room is the center of the prison that has direct control over the cameras, doors, phones, and everything. After I relieved the guard on duty and settled in for the night, I looked at the message that said I called in. It said that I had called at 6.50, and said that I had gotten sick while out cleaning up after the storm. There had been a storm the night before, and it was a bit bad, but not anything that I had to go out to clean up. It was truly weird. The supervisor came into the control room about that time. He was also a friend of mine outside work and we started talking about it and how odd it was. I decided to call my wife at home and tell her about it while he was still sitting there. I picked up the phone and dialed. After two rings, a man picked up the phone and with a raspy voice said, Hello? I did not know what to say for a few seconds. I looked at the phone to make sure I dialed the right number, and I had. After a few seconds, the person said, Hello? again in the same raspy voice. I said, Hello? Who is this? This is Taylor. Who is this? the person said. My head started spinning because my name is Taylor also. I said in almost a scream, where is Anne? He said, Anne's in bed. Who is this? I dropped the phone and told my supervisor to ring me out. I had to get home and I took off toward the door. I could hear Dave pick up the phone behind me and say hello, followed soon after by what the fuck (laughs) rather loudly. I ran to my car and drove home faster than what was legal, my mind racing the entire time. I busted through the door and my wife was sitting watching TV and was shocked at me being home. I asked her who was there, and she said no one had been here. After a rather long talk with my wife, I went to call the prison to tell them what was going on, but the phone was dead. I went back to work, and when I came in, Dave was acting weird and asked me, How the hell are you doing this? He told me that when I left, he picked up the phone, and the person on the other end sounded like me. He kind of freaked out and hung up the phone. A minute later, as he could see my car leaving the parking lot, I had called back from home and asked what the fuck was going on. He said that I was a bit irate and said I was sick and did not feel like playing these games and was telling him to stop prank calling me and hung up. After convincing him I had no idea what was going on, we went back to work. Later, I find out that the phone line from my area had been knocked down the night before by the storm. This is absolutely the strangest thing that has ever happened to me.
0: Man, and then Rod Serling stepped out (laughs) of one of the cells. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's wild. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, Lucy. Exactly, Lucy. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you've you made a phone call to the Twilight
1: Zone. <laughs> yes, um, indeedy. Here, I have another one, too. It's a short one. Okay. Where is it? Here it is. Okay. My dad used to get up around 3 a.m. every morning for work. Starting at a very early age, I would wake up on my own and wander downstairs to see him before he left. One morning, when I was about four years old, I made it to the bottom of the stairs and noticed that the front door was ajar. I opened it up and saw my father in his favorite work shirt making his way down the driveway to his truck in his typical work outfit, plaid shirt, and dickies. I swung the door open wide and yelled for him to come back for a hug before he left. He slowly turned around and just stared at me and started walking back toward the house. He was looking so strangely at me that it started to scare me, and I began crying and asking what was wrong. Just as he had almost reached me, a pair of arms encircled me from behind in a bear hug. I turned my head to see my understandably freaked-out father staring at his doppelganger in the same outfit. The double took one look at my dad and ran down the driveway. Meanwhile, my dad yanked me in the house and locked the door. Weirdest morning ever. Never did quite figure that one out. I would not trust my four-year-old memory of the event if it wasn't also witnessed by my father. He won't really talk about it these days, but my mom has since told me that he called out of work, and she spent the day reassuring him that he wasn't a nutcase.
0: I just imagine the doppelganger running down the driveway. All of a sudden, like his arms go all like noodle flailly, and he just goes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: or doing,
0: or doing like the uh, the Terminator, the the Terminator Two T One Thousand run. You know, like really like. Yeah. Square and serious. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, how about um how about I, I read my, my second um doppelganger story then, since we're on, on a doppelganger b- uh bender here.
1: You go for it.
0: <laughs> I'm a I am i am a grown man, I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So this one is from a Redditor uh, by the handle Geobite And this is also about a dad. Um, I remember one Sunday morning, my brother and I were watching Card Captor Sakura on TV, and huh? someone knocked on the door. We lived in an apartment that was empty. The owner hadn't rented the second floor. It was a two-bedroom apartment with a kitchen and a bathroom by the door. A small apartment, but with a big window that faces out to the, out the door. So when I heard someone knock, I checked the window, and I saw my father. So I thought. I was going to the door to open it. Uh, when I was going to unlock the door, my mother pulls me away and screams at me not to open the door because I didn't know who it was. I told her I saw my dad. She freaked out, going to the window and checking, and then checking the peephole. She started to get terrified, and she said to go to the farthest room in the apartment and to not come out. She went and woke up my dad. My dad got up angry and confused. We told him what we saw, and the man was still knocking at the door. My dad screamed, Who is it? (laughs) No answer. (laughs) he said he'll call the cops but no response while my dad was busy screaming at him we saw that he was just standing still in front of the door so my mom took us to the farthest room from the door while my dad got ready to open the door with a metal bat once he did, the man was gone my dad goes out looking everywhere around the apartment the apartment door was a heavy metal door and always was heard when someone comes in and out but we heard nothing that morning And nothing when my dad opened the door. We heard no footsteps either, but my brother, my mother, and I saw that man that looked exactly like my father. Mm. So, a little short and sweet, but, I mean, you know, still creepy. Like, the fact that, like, the mom, like, looked out the the peephole of the the door, you know, and imagine she looks out and sees her husband standing out there, but she knows her husband is back in the bedroom. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's, like, you know, telling those kids, like, you know, get in the back room, you yeah. know? Um, so, so, pretty crazy. Doppelgangers, man.
1: Yeah, I have a few more stories that are, like, doppelganger-related. But...
0: We should save those for our doppelganger I guess episodes. we should. Yeah.
1: Or this is going to turn into a doppelganger episode.
0: Yeah. Um. I got a crazy thing that I saw... That's not totally a story, but I'd never heard it before. And usually I hear about all this type of stuff, especially when it's about horror movies. So apparently, uh, in the movie Poltergeist, on uh, the, the brother's uh, wall in his bedroom. Well, he, he has a bedroom that, and he shares his bedroom with the, the little sister, played by uh, Heather O'Rourke. And, but on the wall behind his bed, and this is kind of weird because Poltergeist came out in 1982, but for some reason, uh, they set it in the future. So there is a poster on his bedroom wall of Super Bowl, the Super Bowl for 1988. And, so here's the crazy thing. So I'm going to click on this to bring it up. So... Um, Movies released in 1982 Has the poster for the 1988 Super Bowl uh, So Super Bowl Sunday, 1988 The actual Super Bowl Sunday, 1988 Heather O'Rourke gets gravely ill Because she had that condition
1: mm-hmm.
0: Goes to the hospital Dies the next day she was living in San Diego at the time. Guess where they played the 1988 Super Bowl?
1: San Diego.
0: Correct. Where? <laughs> Isn't that
1: crazy? That is crazy.
0: Isn't that crazy?
1: Hmm.
0: So, yeah. So, I thought that that deserved a, a mention. That was definitely super creepy. That's super, weird. super creepy.
1: Hmm.
0: So, what you got for me? All what right. Ha- what have you done for me lately? What have you done? Here? Stop. Stop.
1: You can't do this to me. <laughs> Alright. Well, here's a glitchy elevator story. I like elevator stories. Elevators are definitely liminal spaces. Especially really when they, weird.
0: Especially when they got the little guy <clears throat> that works in the corner and like runs it on a lever.
1: Going down.
0: Uh,
1: Women's lingerie.
0: Have you been to the market today, Mrs. Thatcher? What's in your bag? Hmm Oranges. Orange, you glad I didn't say pineapples. Oh
1: my god. <laughs> Anywho <laughs> So ding, ding ding I saw a lot of stories about like people saying that they see people disappear in elevators. Like they'll get it they'll see somebody get into an elevator yeah you usually do
0: and then you go up to a floor and when it comes back down you're gone and then
1: the doors (laughs) immediately open and the person's gone like there's a lot of stories about that but that this is not what that is about okay so this was uh shared by sydney danielle 23 elevators freak me out the first time my mom believed that weird stuff happened to me regularly uh, first off I know this is nothing compared to other stories on here but I chose to share because why not Before and after this incident several other things did and continue to happen to me strange things I have just gotten used to it and I've learned to appreciate them So this was when I was about 8 2001 My mom brother aunt and grandma had all traveled to Chicago to see Dinosaur Sue Whoever Dinosaur that is Dinosaur Sue <clears throat> No idea <laughs> We had been staying in a hotel nearby for about five days it was very upscale new and overall very nice Mm -hmm. those entire five days my mom would let me run ahead to the elevator when returning to our room from swimming getting ice etc and let me ride up alone since our room was right to the left of the elevator when you got off and my grandma would always have the door cracked so one day on the way back from the pool literally just got out wet hair suit towel i did the same ran ahead and entered the elevator pressed the button for the seventh floor There's only one elevator in this hotel, by the way. Once I got to the seventh floor, which I knew by the signs outside the elevator, I went to the second door to the left, like I had maybe 20 times before that week. I knocked and knocked. Nothing. I remember becoming weirdly alarmed at this point. Best way I can describe it, even though I was smart enough to know I could always just return to the lobby or that my mom would be arriving shortly. So while wondering why my grandma wasn't answering the door, I returned a few feet to the elevator and waited for my mom and brother. I saw on the display that the elevator was arriving on floor seven, the floor I was on, which was clearly written on the sign. I see the light and hear the elevator ding. The doors open, empty. At this point, I just feel something is very off and return to the door, knocking and crying now, getting cold because I'm still very wet from the pool. Finally, after no more than one minute, a very old woman answers the door and says, Dear, I told you already yesterday this is not your room. I had never been there yesterday. She then said, it will be fine. I'm very sorry, but I'm on the phone with my son. Give it a few more minutes. Your mother is coming. And freaking closed the door. I was shocked. And how could anyone close the door on a crying kid who lost their mother, especially a woman who seemed like the caring grandmother type? Almost immediately after she closed the door, the elevator opened, and my mom ran out crying and grabbed me. She was saying, oh, honey, where were you? I've never been so worried. She then went to open the door. Not our room she was stunned the whole time i'm trying to explain i had been here and my timeline of events and my timeline of events had only been about five minutes uh her still hugging and holding me she kind of just went into autopilot and went back into the elevator with me she pressed seven again the doors closed super briefly and then reopened the elevator didn't move at all once the door opened we both saw my grandmother standing in the second door to the left crying and then very happy running to hug us apparently i had been missing for 45 minutes Police were called, every floor had been gone to, they were still in the process of knocking on all doors, opening even locked vacant rooms. Apparently, my mother had decided to once more go and look at the pool to see if I had returned there. Then, after seeing it empty, she took the same, only elevator back up to seven, only this time, out of the multiple other times that day, she found me. And not only that, we were clearly not in the elevator hiding out, as it was the only one, and the police and staff had gone up and down the elevator multiple times looking for me. We still talk about it to this day and can't explain it. My hair was still wet. The police were kind of pissed until the hotel staff pulled up the camera showing me getting on the elevator, but then never getting off. Then what was the creepiest was that when my mother got on from the lobby, you see her get on, then ten minutes passed, and then she gets off at floor seven with me in her arms. They went through all cameras on all floors, which had very clear angles of the elevator on each floor. Nothing. Uh, I swear the staff was freaked out, as were the police. They were almost convinced someone had taken me and then became freaked out and left me shortly after. They were stumped as to why my hair was still wet, but they couldn't refute the cameras as they were high resolution, working correctly on everything. Um, I've always wanted to call back and see if they still talk about it years later, but I don't want to mess with it because it's not like I even see the event as serving a purpose, you know? I have no clue who the woman was... Nor was I ever able to identify her, because for the investigation, even after they found me, they locked down the hotel and all possible exits and had a perimeter. Chicago does not fuck around, by the way, with possible abductions. Every (laughs) guest in the hotel was more than happy to help. Women from ages 50 on all willingly let police take photos. Not one of them was the woman. This woman had very blue eyes.
0: Unnaturally blue. Mm -hmm.
1: So, yeah. Kind of weird.
0: Yeah, that's a communicating daughter of a different color.
1: Hey.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, that's kind of that's it. You know, if, that, if that's actually true, that they have like mm-hmm. the the video cameras and everything, and you know, the idea that like he gets on and then you see like he, even mm-hmm. if you like then saw the doors open, you know, on the other floor, but he never gets
1: mm-hmm.
0: gets off the elevator. Yeah. You know and then and then that time loss yeah you know where where the heck like where would you go that you would lose that much time you know it's almost like it's almost as if that other place exists it 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 really almost is like it's a completely different universe like where you know let's say it's a universe where the gravity of uh the earth is you know um is higher you know for some reason so time moves slower on that other earth Mm
1: -hmm. you know
0: all kind of weird physics stuff come into play like you know yeah but yeah reminds me like doctor who that's a very doctor who that that story crazy um, okay, so here's a little, uh, tidbit. One day we, we will do a, um, a show about, uh, there's so many different th- topics to do shows about, um, and we're very early into our podcast, so, you know, we always keep saying we're gonna do this, 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 and this, but one day I, I do wanna do a show all about tulpas, um, because I'm fascinated by the concept of, of tulpas, and that the human mind can create something whole cloth, you know, that becomes real. You know, it goes it goes back to uh, Buddhist, you know, Buddhist practice uh, where they would do these thought exercises and try and create things that appear in the real world from their mind, just but they're total thought forms. And... Um, there are stories that go back, you know, of the first explorers that went to the mountains of Tibet and met these, you know, Buddhist monks and, uh, were taught, uh, some of these techniques and how to do this. And, but there are many, 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 many stories of people just seemingly like doing it, creating a being out of their mind, um, and there's even a, a line of thought now in paranormal research, in, in the research into uh, ghosts and hauntings, that leads down a path that there's very possibly some level of, if not full, uh, development of a tulpa in certain haunting cases. At the very least that whatever the spirit is that resides in some locations seems to take on the aspects or behavior of a tulpa. In that whatever history is is fed in to that place, it's as if that spirit then reflects that information back to paranormal investigators. Um... And we saw on the show Kindred Spirits, they did an experiment with that where they created an entire history for Mm. the location that was completely fake. And then went into the location and started to do their investigation. And all of a sudden, the ghost was giving back all the fake information that they had come up with and fed into you know the location they went they right. went in there and were telling each other stories mm-hmm. telling each other fake history and here the ghost took that in and and gave it back to them in EVP recordings and and other things all of a sudden names were popping up that had never been heard in that location before and it was all the stuff that they made up so i think there's a uh, fair probability that many cases of hauntings could just be weird tulp activity that that maybe maybe there are spirits but they're not like it's not like they were living people who you know maybe they're just like generalized spirit Mm -hmm. and comes to reside in a location and then because of all of the beliefs and all of the things that the people are putting into that place, uh, it just, oh, I'm this person now, I guess. I'm this I'm this thing. okay. All right. if I get to stay here, I'll be this person that you obviously want to talk to. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I'll do that. Great, cool, you know. Um, but there are other stories. Interesting stories of tulpas And one of the most interesting ones That I've ever come across uh, Is about The character From DC Comics The uh, arch Magician and Exorcist and demon Fighter John Constantine um, Immortalized Questionably by Keanu Reeves in the film um and then later had a very short-lived show which was awesome but unfortunately got canceled after one season Mm -hmm. but um john constantine um was created by the uh, comic book writer alan moore and alan moore believes that john constantine became such a crystallized um, idea in his head down to small personality quirks the way he looked I mean he had it all built in his head the way he smelled like it was clearly defined in Alan Moore's mind of who John Constantine was supposed to be in the stories in these comic books That Alan Moore believes that John Constantine became a real being Hmm. because he says he saw him. Hmm. And so he states this was uh, taken, this was an excerpt from Wizard Magazine. He says, I was in Westminster in London and I was sitting at a sandwich bar. All of a sudden, up the stairs came John Constantine. It wasn't Sting, because he modeled him after Sting, in his mind. It was John Constantine. He was wearing the trench coat, a short cut. He looked... No, he didn't even look exactly like Sting. He looked exactly like John Constantine. He looked at me, stared me straight in the eyes, smiled nodded almost conspiratorially and then just walked off around the corner to the other part of the snack bar. I sat there and thought, should I go around that corner and see if he's really there or should I just eat my sandwich and leave? I opted for the latter. I thought it was the safest. I'm not making any claims to anything. I'm just saying that it happened. Strange little story. And that's the end of the quote. Mm. And he's not the only one. Other writers who have written for the John Constantine comics in the various iterations have also, some of them have also claimed to have had passing interactions with John Constantine, that he's appeared to them in various places. Bizarre right it's kind of crazy hmm. um yeah it's as uh, since then uh Jamie Delano, Peter Milligan and Brian Azzarello have all reported seeing Constantine in real life um yeah
1: wow that's really interesting hmm
0: Yeah, and I think at a, at a later point, I think Alan Moore even um, reported a second run-in. And this is just from, from my fuzzy memory. I believe he reported a second interaction where John Constantine actually spoke to him very briefly, said only just one thing to him, and then and then walked away. And he said, um, and I'm paraphrasing because I'm trying to remember, but I I, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, John Constantine said something to the effect of uh, magic is easy. Any C word could do it. And then walked away. Hmm. And he said it in like this, this cockney voice that Alan Moore had envisioned in his head when he wrote the character um now Alan Moore he's kind of one of the he's a he he is a bit of a uh you know genius you know he has these wild you know fancies and but you know he he swears by this that he saw you know and he and he's like it wasn't like I just saw somebody Who looked similar to him Mm -hmm. He's saying I saw the person That I saw in my head When I wrote the character Right You know
1: How fascinating
0: So Some of these guys Believe that That John Constantine Somehow the 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 force of Creative uh, Genius That Alan Moore Put into writing The character That somehow That Transgressed The borders of reality And that There's a person walking around You know And maybe he's not here all the time Maybe he is only here And appears to the people that are You know Attempting to give him life But that he is able to Breach into this reality And appear to people That the character became real That's wild And it's odd that, that he's a He's supposed to be like a sorcerer type Mm -hmm. character like a a magician you know that he can magically appear in front of these people i'm not saying i buy it (laughs) but i'm saying i mean that's a wild thing to think of you know that and and here and here's a person going on record i mean they're you know they're they're completely willing to get you know ridiculed (laughs) for saying this you know but he's going on the record saying like oh yeah like that That character I wrote once, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, he totally... I saw that guy. (laughs) You know, I saw that guy, yeah. And he, like, looked right at me like, yeah, I know you see me. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So what do you got? What do you got? What's your next one, honey?
1: All right, this is one of the weirdest stories I've ever heard. I have to apologize for my voice. My kid got me sick, so I'm a little under the weather, but... <clears throat> powering through.
0: You sound just fine to me.
1: Well, thanks. So, this was originally posted by I don't even know how to say this name. Temp to <laughs> Can I see
0: it? Yeah. <laughs> Let me <Okay>. see. <laughs> wait, wait, where where is it? Where does it start? Oh um Oh 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 oh, oh um Tem- <laughs> tempt
1: temp, to taste soon I don't know
0: tempt tempt to ta like it's it looks like it, it looks so it's tempt but then like the end of it looks like it says ass soon Yeah I know But I don't know where, like, the OT comes in. Like, tempt at ass soon.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know. Anywho. (laughs) They said it was a throwaway account, because this is really personal. It's called A Parallel Life Slash Awoken by a Lamp.
0: Awoken by a Lamp.
1: My last semester at a certain college, I was assaulted by a football player for walking where he was trying to drive. Note, he was 325 pounds. I was 120 pounds. While unconscious on the ground, I lived a different life. I met a wonderful young lady. She made my heart skip and my face red. I pursued her for months and dispatched a few jerk boyfriends before I finally won her over. After two years, we got married, and almost immediately, she bore me a daughter. I had a great job, and my wife didn't have to work outside of the house. When my daughter was two, uh, my wife bore me a son. My son was the joy of my life. I would walk into his room every morning before I left for work and doted on him and my daughter. One day, while sitting on the couch, I noticed that the perspective of the lamp was odd, like inverted. It was still in 3D, but just wrong. It was a square lamp base, red with gold trim on four legs and a white square shade. I was transfixed. I couldn't look away from it. I stayed up all night staring at it. The next morning, I didn't go to work.
0: Something's wrong with Daddy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Something was just not right about that lamp. (laughs) He's just sitting in our room all day looking at the lamp. I'm scared. I stopped eating. I left the couch only to use the bathroom at first. Soon I stopped that, too, as I wasn't eating or drinking. (laughs) I stared at the fucking lamp for three days before my wife got really worried. She had someone come and try to talk to me. By this time, my cognizance was breaking and my wife was freaking out. She took the kids to her mother's house just before I had my real... Just before I had my epiphany. The lamp is not real. The house is not real. My wife, my kids, none of that is real. The last ten years of my life are not fucking real the lamp started to grow wider and deeper it was still inverted dimensions it took up my entire perspective and all i could see was red i heard voices screams all kinds of weird noises and i became aware of pain a fucking shit ton of pain the first words i said were i'm missing teeth and opened my eyes i was laying on my back on the sidewalk surrounded by people that i didn't know lots were freaking out i was completely confused at some point, a cop scooped me up, dragged, slashed, walked me across the sidewalk and grass, and threw me face down into the, in the back of a cop car. I was still confused. I was taken to the hospital by the cop—seems he didn't want to wait for the ambulance to arrive—and given CT scans and shit. I went through about three years of horrid depression. I was grieving the loss of my wife and children and dealing with the knowledge that they never existed. I was scared that I was going insane, as I would cry myself to sleep, hoping I would see her in my dreams. I never have— but sometimes I see my son, usually just a glimpse out of my peripheral vision. He is perpetually five years old, and I can never hear what he says.
0: That, right? That's... Well, I... I, the, My first reaction is I... <laughs> it's a little, a little derogatory. That's... Like... Like that sounds like that's you're gonna,
1: you're gonna make fun of temp to ass soon. That
0: that sounds like an incel fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an incel. That's like an. That sounds like an incel got his butt kicked. <laughs> it was like
1: I imagined. Yeah, a beautiful yeah, wife and he got, children. Yeah, he and... got
0: concussed and imagined like the life he felt he deserved. Maybe. Um. But
1: what's with the lamp? What's with the lamp?
0: Well, I mean, you kind of like, I, I can't off the top of my head um, pinpoint specific stories, but I know that I've heard other stories of people who were in, tr- like trapped in other feelings of unreality or other reality. Or things like that. And there usually is something, like a focal point, Mm -hmm. where you identify it, and you say... It's sort of, even in dream logic. um, I've had dreams, and I used to, before I uh, got on CPAP with my sleep apnea, I had lucid dreams like crazy now the thing about lucid dreams is a lot of people think that uh, they get this kind of concept from movies and tv that like when you lucid dream you can just always control your dreams and that's not true Um, it, it just makes it easier for you to identify that you're dreaming and then sometimes when you've done that then you can actually have conscious like take conscious action in the dream but uh usually the thing about lucid dreaming uh and dreaming in general is the way you identify that you're dreaming is by picking out an irregularity picking out something that doesn't fit or is seems very unreal um like I remember having a dream where it was me and some friends, and we were scaling this long staircase. And I wasn't sure why we were scaling this long staircase, but uh, you know, I, I was there with my friends, and we're going up this staircase, and it it it, it was it just seemed abnormally long, but and we're talking, but nothing is you know really setting me off. And then somebody in the dream said, okay, are we ready to face the dragon? And I went, oh, shit, I'm in a dream. <laughs> you know, that was the thing that set me off and snapped. Like, up until then, I'm like... then. And then I looked down and I'm like, I'm in armor. Why am I... Oh, I got a... So- oh no like I, no i don't want to face a dragon i need to wake up right oh, now guys yes. like and i'm I'm looking at them going like no i really need to wake up right now you know <laughs> like i'm not I've ready for this i've never had a dream where i'm not I've ready for this known
1: that i'm in a dream like yeah. i never know that i'm dreaming but i'm never freaked out by stuff that happens in my dream where if it was real life i would be weirded out but yeah, I never can wake myself up or anything like that.
0: I even had the thing where, and this is kind of a funny thing to to admit, but I learned from a, a Batman the Animated Series episode about the fact that you can't read in your dreams.
1: That's what they say.
0: That the letters look all jumbled. I've identified the fact that I was in a dream because of that. Hmm. Like, because I remembered it. And so like in my conscious mind, I'm in, I'm in the dream and things will start to feel kind of weird. Like I'll start to get like a, like nothing definitive, but I'll start to get a hunch and then I'll go, like, I'll look down, I'll look around, I'll scan the, the environment and like there's a book on a table and I've in the dream picked up that book and just cracked it open to a random page and like, I can't read this shit i'm in a dream (laughs) you know that's so weird yeah
1: i've never done that
0: yeah so like
1: you know i've had dreams where like something good happens like i don't know i win the lottery or you know something and then i wake up and i'm like oh man that was a dream but can you imagine like living a whole like 10 years of a life
0: yeah that is that is a bit wild
1: having like a family and then you wake up and you're like that never happened?
0: Although, if you believe, like, because there, there are people out there that ever since the movie The Matrix came out, you know, and, and simulation theory became a big thing, there are people that they swear by that. That became their Bible, you mm-hmm. know, the, the concepts of The Matrix. Oh, my
1: goodness. That's...
0: And, yeah, Lucy is super snoring. Um, and so the concepts of The Matrix became, like, you know, holy writ. <laughs> and they... Um, you know, if you buy into that, like, that, that's kind of, is it possible? Like, let's say, let's just hypothetically for a moment, say, okay, yes, we're in a simulation, we are in the Matrix, right? And so he got, you know, knocked out or whatever, teeth busted out, and he, you know, perceptibly to everybody there, blacks out, goes unconscious. But what if in... A, a simulation theory type scenario what if his code got like what if he got hit so hard that like his code got scrambled mm-hmm. and he next thing you know he's on a different like timeline living different this simulation. different life yeah mm-hmm. like this like he goes like on a tangent into an alternate simulation and it's not until he looks at that lamp and realizes that the lamp is wrong Mm -hmm. that that lamp the way it is should not exist in like i've never seen that lamp before why is that lamp there like all of a sudden all of a sudden there's a lamp there that i don't doesn't compute Mm -hmm. and he gets fixated on it and maybe that's like the thing that like where the code begins to to break down and he literally has to get reset And bang, he's back laying on the sidewalk, teeth busted out, because they had to reset his code to fix
1: him to
0: fix the timeline. Maybe. Yeah, I'm just speculating. I think he got his. I think he got his gray matter scrambled by the. (laughs) the, Clearly. I I think this dude took one look at him and went nerd. Like wham, <laughs> <laughs> so, Yep. All right. So let me uh, let me find my next uh, tale here. Um, so on, on that note, I'm I'm gonna read a um, I'm gonna read a, a bit of a wild one. So this was uh, posted by. Luca Damon And this has to do with synchronicities Now I love synchronicities I know you don't buy into synchronicities Nope But I've had multiple experiences in my life Where I had synchronicities happen Um, And um, For me Synchronicities to me This is just my own uh, Belief system I think synchronicities to me Have always symbolized like a marker. Like whenever I've gotten a synchronicity. It's usually when I've been going through some internal doubt. As to the path that I'm on. Or what I'm doing. And all of a sudden. A synchronicity will happen. Something which, which by synchronicities we're talking about. Think when, When certain events, moments, objects, people, places. Whatever it may be. When certain things line up. That seem too perfect for sheer coincidence. Mm-hmm. It can be. It can be anything. It could be um, having a, to give you an idea. I know my my aunt and my cousin, um, after my grandmother died, um, started seeing uh, the, for some reason hearts like were a big symbol for for them. And after she died, they started finding heart-shaped natural objects, like, everywhere. Mm -hmm. Now, you could say maybe they were mentally looking for it, you know, wouldn't have noticed it otherwise. But, I mean, some of the stuff was kind of weird, you Mm -hmm. know, like heart-shaped, like, seashells when they went to the shore and things like that. Um so so yeah so i i kind of give some weight to synchronicities when things line up and you're like wow this is like a little more than just coincidence um so this uh this reddit post is titled my synchronicities got out of control i had to go to a psych ward to make it stop
1: (laughs) dang (laughs) okay uh
0: so like i said this one's a little wild Mm -hmm. hello fellow redditors A few months ago, I have managed to break the Matrix, Mm -hmm. to which I could not handle what I was seeing anymore. It broke me physically, mentally, and spiritually. (laughs) But at the end of this damn journey, I have learned so much, and I give you an invitation to tread on this crazy journey. Perhaps be even braver than me, because at the peak of what was happening, I had to walk around with my eyes glued to the ground with the amount of synchronicities I was seeing. It all started when I got into crystals. Someone told me, you don't pick the crystals. The crystals pick you. Wow. What a neat piece of advice. (laughs) That which I took very literally. So I figured, hey, stick your hand out and let it drift to whatever crystal it picks up. Then that's it. That's the one. I thought it was silly, but sure. Let's give it a shot. And lo and behold my hand would drift into a pile of crystals and keep picking up random pieces of other crystals that fell into the box that were buried under a pile of other crystals I thought whoa this shit is crazy (laughs)
1: what
0: I guess this is how you pick what (laughs) (laughs) I'll read that again (laughs) slowly (laughs) and lo and behold my hand would drift into a pile of crystals And keep picking up random pieces of other crystals that fell into the box that were buried under a pile of other crystals. I think what they're trying to say is, so they would like reach into the quartz crystals, Mm -hmm. but find like tanzanite, Hmm. like a piece of tanzanite, where they'd reach into the tanzanite and find a piece of what's another crystal?
1: Quartz.
0: <laughs> find a piece of quartz. They yes, were they kept okay. finding pieces other pieces crystals. of crystals in boxes of right. crystals that sh- and they're like at the bottom of the box. Okay. Right? I, okay. think, I think that's what they're trying to say. I guess. Um Let's so, go with that. So they said I thought, whoa, this shit is crazy. I guess this is how you pick. But wait. Herein lies the issue. Here's the issue, honey.
1: Okay, I'm ready. Hold on. Hit me.
0: Strap in. There's a lot of boxes and displays of crystals. How do I speed this up? Then, as I was fiddling with my pendulum, I kept thinking, hey, wait.
1: In the middle of the store?
0: <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. You can't fiddle with your pendulum in here we got kids there's kids come in here there's a family crystal shop put your pendulum away or go to the bathroom we got a public bathroom in the back because we serve coffee we have to have a public bathroom so fiddle with your pendulum in there if you need to if you're really if that's your thing all right buddy we're just about crystals No pendulum fiddling. Um, So, then as I was fiddling with my pendulum, I kept thinking, hey, wait, what if I get this thing to point at crystals at long range? But, oh, it's vertical. I need it horizontal. (laughs) So it clicks in my head. My most ingenious yet worst idea I have ever done. I get a bracelet that I feel resonates with me most, and I put it on my hot water bottle. What? I let it, air quotes, dangle, I don't know why that's air quotes, dangle off the top of the cap and off to the side, so it kind of points, air quotes, in a direction.
1: (laughs) Why do they have a hot water bottle in the crystal store?
0: Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. What are you doing with the pendulum and the hot water bot? Why do you have that in the... Pe- in, this is a crystal store.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Slash coffee shop.
1: <laughs> I'm so confused.
0: And why do you keep using air quotes? <laughs> like, we all hear you talking. Um, now, I just hold the bottle by the handle and let my arm hang loose like a rope. So so I I think so he's got a so he's got a bracelet. Okay. He puts he takes the bracelet and he puts it on the hot water bottle dangling off the top of the cap, off to the side, so it kind of points in a direction. And then he just holds the bottle by the handle and lets us... So, basically, he's created using the bracelet. And I don't know why he needs a hot water bottle to do this. I'm assuming it's a he. I can't imagine a woman doing this. (laughs) I don't know. For some reason. For some reason, this has guy energy written all over it. Yeah, Maybe that's just me. (laughs) But, uh, so I guess he basically, he's turning his arm into a pendulum.
1: But he has a pendulum. But he had a pendulum. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Where, well, where, where, what, let's get to the meat and potatoes here
0: Okay So um, So yeah so bam Now my whole ass arm Is a pendulum <laughs> <laughs> And because the bracelet Is hanging off the side It would point So like a hybrid Pendulum slash Dowsing rod It was genius And plus I don't look crazy walking around with a pendulum slash dowsing rod in public.
1: Okay, you sure so, about that? So, oh, my guy.
0: So he was getting rousted out of the crystal <laughs> store because hey, hey, wait, wait. Now you're back with dowsing rods. No, <laughs> no. Nah, this is the crystal store. Get out of here with that. So, but the hot water bottle arm, with the bracelet, hot okay.
1: water bottle bracelet <laughs> pendulum is fine. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they don't ask him why he's got a hot water bottle Okay So I take this thing to a shop And holy shit It works Ha 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 Okay Things were going good Doing good But then I was like What if I do this outside in public And see what it points to I do And it points to a person Wearing the same colors as I am the person is wearing blue pants black top
1: what are the odds
0: and i didn't know it at this time but it was the beginning of my journey to contacting dot 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 them <laughs> because in my foolishness i thought i was on to on to something i took this device every it's now a device oh my god i took this device everywhere and it would constantly point to people wearing blue so, so the arm that's attached to his body that he has total control over.
1: He's pointing. He's pointing people at people where... wearing
0: blue. Then suddenly, blue objects. Then I realized
1: the sky is blue.
0: I'm a Sagittarius.
1: Oh my god! Blue.
0: I am autistic. <laughs> that's what? that's blue. Favorite color in Magic the Gathering? Autism
1: is blue?
0: Favorite color in Magic the Gathering? Blue. Blue.
1: (laughs) This is not synchronicity. This is an idiot.
0: I read into synchronicities and how it's angels trying to communicate with me. Well,
1: now it's angels.
0: Which angel is blue? Archangel Michael. He's blue? And ironically... (laughs) And ironically... Once I made this connection, I would have thought that if there was an Archangel Leonardo, he would be blue. Oh, my God. <laughs> Radical. Um, and ironically, once I made this connection, suddenly blue everywhere. Then I took an Uber to the bookstore. A blueber. Instead of blue. It was red.
1: No way.
0: Red was everywhere. The signs, the stoplights, the (laughs) brake lights. Blue lights were turning into red lights. Red, red, red. I get to the bookstore. First red object I see, a box labeled Guardian Angel Oracle Cards. Yeah, I'm deep into this shit. I look at the display... It's a bunch of books on spirituality on sale for $10. Thanks, Guardian Angel. You knew I was poor. (laughs) (laughs) I stayed for a bit and had to leave because it was getting late. Order an Uber. Car is red. Wait. The car on the way here was red too. This was a sign that my Guardian Angel is telling me to get in and buckle the fuck up.
1: Whoa. I read
0: up on guardian angels that have to do with Red. Archangel Uriel for wisdom. How appropriate to meet him at a bookstore. What? In that trip back...
1: He met him at the bookstore?
0: He was at the bookstore. He was just at the bookstore.
1: The angel Uriel was he at the bought, bookstore?
0: In the book on, yeah, in the book on guardian angel oracle cards.
1: He wasn't at the bookstore. Yeah, he
0: got it at the bookstore.
1: Not the angel himself! He didn't meet the
0: angel. Oh no 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 But that's
1: I met the, him at the
0: bookstore No he didn't meet him At the bookstore That's what he said Honey <laughs> Try to follow along here Alright
1: Uriel Sounds like it would be yellow Uriello. What? <laughs> that red Honey
0: Put down <laughs> the pendulum Honey Honey Back away And put down the pendulum Stop pointing that pendulum Slash Dowsing rod at me It's
1: got a mind of its own <laughs>
0: 911. She's got a pendulum pointed right at me.
1: I'm not afraid to use it.
0: I'm afraid for my life. So, uh what in is that going on. I have no idea. In that trip back, Archangel Uriel awakens inside of me a power Was that he? is still beyond my understanding. The sixth sense. I see dead people. You see. It's in my eyes and perhaps in the eyes of every human out there waiting to be awakened. And I think he wants me to share it with anyone brave enough to go on the same path and beyond. You see, it turns out that the human in the human brain, we naturally grow magnetite crystals. What? That's right, in mother your brain? That's right, motherfucker. I... We got a dowsing rod right in our heads.
1: I think you're supposed to have crystals in your brain and the
0: stuff it points to i don't want to talk about it because i submitted myself to a psych ward to unfuck the mental toil it had on me i
1: think that was an excellent decision on but, this person's part but hey
0: maybe you'd be the mystic who could swim in these waters and see. <laughs>
1: That's your story on synchronicity? <laughs> and you're trying to sell synchronicity on me? I have things where, like, I'll hear a word, and then I'll hear that word, like, all the time for a week or something. But uh, I don't meet red angels driving Ubers in bookstores.
0: No, they weren't drive. Honey, did you even <laughs> listen? They weren't driving the Uber.
1: I don't know. Maybe they were. Were you there?
0: The angel was talking to them through the colors and the cards and the book and the, you know.
1: No. Yeah. No, 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 they weren't.
0: (laughs) No, I thought that was, I thought that was, that was the wildest story.
1: That's a funny one.
0: I've ever read. And I just thought, and, and, and we, we take a lot of this stuff seriously and, and we had a lot of fun with that one. But mostly it's because like this is sort of like... I, I Part of me wonders if this person didn't write this for a humorous effect. But... Uh, or if
1: they really have some serious psychological issues that they really should have seen professionals for. True. And I'm glad that they did.
0: True. True. But that's the thing. It's sort of like, you know, there's a, there's a certain... When you start going down too many rabbit holes, when you don't keep your perspective, when you don't keep... A, a skeptical mind um, next thing you know, you know you end up you know talking about
1: growing crystals in your brain.
0: yeah lizard people replacing you know humans with animal hybrids and you know putting chemicals in the water to turn amphibians into other things <laughs> <laughs> you know so like you need to be you need to be super careful about you know when when you go into this stuff like you know that you um keep your keep your wits about you don't believe everything you read don't you know i i i believe in synchronicities but i don't think that i see them everywhere you know i don't make rando connections in my head just to reinforce my belief in synchronicities because then you lose the perspective when there really is something that might be an actual synchronicity that occurs. You you lose perspective on the meaning behind it. You know, if everything's a synchronicity, well, then they mean nothing. Right. You know, but if you wait and you actually, like, really observe a synchronicity happening right in front of you, then it ha- it has profound impact. And then you might actually get something out of it that that either invigorates you or brings you peace or um spurs you into uh, positive action you know something like that i i buy into that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah don't you know you can't let yourself slip down into that road you know like jenny said this person if this is a true story and they checked them in, themselves into a psych ward that was a, that was a good move that was the best decision they made out of all of the decisions that they yes. made in the course of that story yes um and if it if it is a real mental health thing mental health is not a joke um but i mean that is a wild off the wall story and and respect that they also play magic the gathering i played that in high school word good stuff Um, but yeah, that was, I had to, I had to read that one.
1: Huh. Well, let me know what you think about this one. It's kind of. (laughs)
0: Let me know what you think about that.
1: Synchronicity related, but it's a little weird. Uh, posted by Huntington44. I've been seeing the same guy at random for over 20 years, all over creation. There you go. this is a topic that has questioned my sanity and haunted me for years and years i've been seeing the same man since i was in my late teens i'm 38 years old now i started seeing him in random places around the age of 17 i live in a heavily populated area and i've lived all over the tri-state area i've seen him in parking lots i've seen him in stores i've seen him at events but the craziest one was i saw him at a destination wedding in saint martin about 10 years ago "'I approached him at the wedding and asked him if he has been following me for years "'because I see him all over the place. "'As you can imagine, the conversation immediately became one of the most awkward ones "'I've ever been a part of. "'He kind of laughed and shrugged it off, but I could tell he knew he was seeing me "'all over the place also. "'There's been spans of over a year to two years where I don't see him whatsoever, "'and it seems like it comes in waves. "'My life has changed considerably, as you can imagine, since the age of seventeen. "'I now have a wife and child.' My most recent sighting of the guy was in a store called Bye Bye Baby. I was buying things for my newborn. Bye bye bye, baby. (laughs) Within the same month, I saw him in a Home Depot about 30 miles away. Every time this happens, he pretends like he doesn't see me, but I can tell he's as sketched out as I am. The last sighting of this guy was a couple months ago in the store for baby stuff, and that was the final straw. I'm telling you, if I see this guy again, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I don't even care what it takes. It's something I've pondered over for so long, and like I said, I questioned my own sanity. I'm also a male, for frame of reference, and uh, the guy that I've been seeing is a lot older than me, but it seems like he hasn't aged a bit, as crazy as that sounds. Like I said, I know the man is real, I've talked to him face to face, but that still doesn't make me not question my own sanity. Weird, right?
0: Yeah, you know what that is. Okay. If you remember... On him Do- from the future. On Doctor Who... Uh, Catherine Tate's character uh, had that like episode where there was like that incident and if uh, the fact that like she remembered the doctor like her her, Mm. like that creature was using her like memories trying to siphon her memories and everything Mm -hmm. and they were able to to fix things but it was it only could get fixed if they removed her memory of the doctor because that's like the only thing that kept her safe. And if she ever remembered the Doctor, she would die.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, almost immediately. Mm.
0: And it's like, that dude he keeps running into is Doctor Who.
1: <laughs> Could be. And, and he's
0: the former companion. <laughs> and that's why every time he runs into him, it's like it's like Destiny keeps bringing them together. Every time he runs into him, that's why the guy looks all freaked out. Because he's like, oh God, I hope he doesn't remember who I am. <laughs> Could be. That's my kooky off the wall take. Yeah. Now, my real, my real take on it would be, I would wonder, and this is a little off the wall, but less off the wall for some reason in my head than the Doctor Who explanation. Um, what if, uh, it's like a uh, past life thing, if you buy into past life uh, experiences, what if like, they are somehow connected in a previous life? And it's sort of like the universe keeps bringing them back together because maybe there was a very, in that past life, there was a super strong connection, a super strong bond. And maybe it, in this iteration of their lives, it didn't work out that they were together, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, fate, reality, whatever separated them and so meanwhile this is like the universe keeping that like it's almost like well, I shouldn't even say the universe it's almost like their their souls their spirits keep pulling them back into these random yeah meetups could be you know
1: or maybe he's just a stalker
0: true maybe the guy's under investigation
1: oh he's like an FBI agent or something <laughs> undercover and that's why the guy looks
0: freaked out like <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I've been made. Yeah, I was supposed to do. I thought this disguise would work this time. Oh, so,
1: and that's why he doesn't age because it's a mask. It's a latex <laughs> mask.
0: So the so the the addition of the sunglasses didn't <laughs> didn't throw you off. Oh no. <sighs> um. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean that's that's yeah, and and that is. I mean that is that would to me is a synchronicity. That's mm-hmm. like the the idea that you keep meeting up that that's more than just coincidence right that's that something's trying like if I was that guy I would be like working overtime you know trying to figure that out Mm -hmm. I'd get my pendulum out I'd hook a bracelet (laughs) to a water bottle (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that that's water bottle worthy totally the other thing looking for crystals in a store no that's water bottle worthy that that synchronicity,
1: definitely,
0: okay, so, um, did you have any more stories?
1: I've got shit tons of stories,
0: <laughs> here, right.
1: I'll just share this quick little one, and then we can finish up,
0: okay, mm-hmm. okay, you do yours, and then I got one more.
1: all right. this is from potato pixie nine o two one oh.
0: Stop! <laughs> Don't do
1: that! Oh my god! Yeah, copyright!
0: Is that, is that your impersonation of me?
1: Yeah, it is! <laughs> <I'm Kyle. laughs> I can sing songs, but Jen can't!
0: I didn't... I, I, I hummed notes of something. Yeah,
1: same thing. Anyway... <laughs> potato pixie that's my new nickname for you this week
0: oh yeah
1: (laughs) uh my partner just glitched and it's freaking us out (laughs) um let me preface this by saying there's always been creepy shit happening around me and i have several stories of my dad's old house which myself and my siblings all agree is haunted as fuck i also had my dead best friend visit me twice which was nice So this evening, my partner and I were upstairs sorting laundry when his daughter called us downstairs as dinner was ready. I was heading down the stairs, my partner right behind me, literally two steps behind me. He did his usual thing of tickling the back of my neck as we walked. Ew. (laughs) Some people like to show affection to their partners.
0: Okay, I'll tickle the back of your neck every time we're walking behind one
1: another. No, that's okay, thank you. (laughs) The bottom of our stairs is wooden, so you can hear when somebody steps onto it from the carpeted stairs. When we got to the bottom, my feet hit the floor as usual. I turned to ask him something, and he wasn't there. He wasn't fucking there. I totally froze for a second and looked up the stairs, and there he was, on the top step, pale and shaking. I asked him what the fuck just happened, and he kept saying, I don't know, I don't know, I was behind you, and before I hit the bottom, the next step took me back upstairs. We are very freaked out.
0: There was a big sound that went, meow, meow. <laughs> <laughs> like a video game. Like, he, he almost got to the bottom and went, meow, meow. And he was back up at the top.
1: Right, but isn't that weird?
0: He pulled a cubert.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine that? If you're just walking down the steps and you get to the bottom step and then all of a sudden you're back at the top of the steps? That's weird. That, that would freak is, me that out. That is weird. That would freak me out.
0: That's really weird.
1: And that's the kind of story, like, why would somebody make that up? It's not even good enough to make up. You know, like, it's not that crazy, but, so I feel like that's legit. And it's really freaking weird.
0: But no, that is, that is super weird. That's, you know, that's, uh, that's, uh, well, it's weird that he's like, what was he, pale and like.
1: Yeah, like he was freaked out because he was behind her and tickled her neck. And then all of a sudden he's at the top of the steps and didn't know what happened. And
0: then. Poop, he was gone.
1: And poop, he was gone.
0: <laughs>
1: you know what?
0: All right, last story. Last story. Better La- be
1: a good one. Better than that stupid crystal True one.
0: story. True story. Um, so, this was posted on Reddit by EcstaticAd6897. And it's called My Son, My Grandma, and a Place Called Cryptodon yeah um so my grandma lived to be 99 years old and passed about eight years ago i'm now in my 40s and to this day i've never quite felt a connection to another human being as i shared with her my wife was around two months pregnant with our first child when i had gotten word that my grandma wasn't doing so well I was crushed that she likely wouldn't be able to meet my firstborn child. At this point, I lived across the country from where my grandma was, just started a new career, and my mom told me my grandma had developed bad dementia and suggested it was okay to stay home and handle my priorities versus seeing her in the state. I ultimately decided to stay home to help my pregnant wife. My grandma hung on for a couple months, then passed, and a few months later, our son was born. Now, this is an important detail for later. My son has these insanely piercing bright blue eyes and platinum blonde hair. Fast forward six months or so, and I'm in my son's room one night trying to get him to sleep. He was in his crib and suddenly turned his head a bit to look up towards the corner of the ceiling, almost as if startled. Then he started laughing hysterically, like so hard he could barely catch his breath. I'm following his line of sight and looking up there. There are no nearby pictures or decorations up there, just a blank wall in that corner of the room. The next day, it happened again. So I went to get my wife from the other room so she could see how hard he was laughing. She told me that he was doing the same thing during the day the whole week while I was at work. It became a regular occurrence multiple times a day and borderline creepy because he was clearly seeing something up there. A couple of months later, my mom came to visit. One night, she's helping me get my son ready for bed, and we get into a conversation about my grandma's last days, particularly how her dementia was getting worse and worse as it went on until this one specific day. Here's the first kicker. She tells me that one day she goes to visit my grandma and she's in bed, her feet dancing back and forth with a huge smile on her face. And it's the first somewhat normal conversation they have in about a month. Uh, His mom says, wow, you're so happy today. Grandma says, yeah, my friend came to visit me again. Uh, Who's that? The boy with the penguins. Oh, is he a boy visiting someone in the nursing home? "'No, he lives in there.' "'Then she points to the corner of the room near the ceiling. "'To humor her, my mom asks what he looks like. "'Grandma says, "'The boy with the blue eyes and white blonde hair. "'He's going to visit me every day now.' "'At this point, my jaw is practically on the floor. "'She proceeds to tell me how from that day forward, "'it's all my grandma will talk about. "'Every single day until the day she dies,' a blue-eyed blonde boy with penguin friends who lives on a tropical island inside the wall pops in to visit her. I then tell my mom about my son and the giggling in the ceiling. We're both shocked at the coincidence. And I ask, what's with the penguins? My mom has no clue, neither do I. I want to believe at this point my grandma and son had some sort of otherworldly connection, but the rational side of me is like, she had dementia. Babies do weird stuff sometimes. And penguins in tropical islands make no sense. But here's the second kicker, and I can't deny it after this. Fast forward, my son is roughly four and a half. Out of the blue, he starts talking about this place where he used to live before he was born, called Cryptodon, every single day. This is my best interpretation of spelling it. It's spelled like Krypton, like the planet in Superman, but instead of the N at the end, it's D-O-N, Kryptodon. Uh Like if you took Krypton and made it a dinosaur. He says, Kryptodon is like a planet, but not near Earth and where people can fly and animals talk, among many other details. I listen to his stories about it, and I'm happy he has a big imagination. At this point, I had forgotten about the penguins. One day, I'm going through an old photo album and see a pic of my grandma. I call my son over to come see the picture, and this is the first time I'm ever showing him a picture of my grandma. He says, I know her. She's my friend from Cryptodon. My hair stands up, and I ask him to tell me more about her, and he says, she came over and ate pineapples with me and my penguins on my island when I lived there. I then burst into tears as the details of my mom's story came rushing back to me. I feel like the probability of all this being only coincidence is nearly impossible. I don't know what it all means, but I'm grateful to be able to finally share this. Thanks for reading. And then there's an edit. And the, uh, the person says, wow, thanks for all the positive responses. I've always been hesitant to put this out there because it is very personal to me. My son is now seven years old and rarely talks about Kryptodon, and if I ask, he says he remembers and will acknowledge it, just with nowhere near the level of detail he once did. I left out so, so many details to try and keep the post short. He drew literally hundreds of pictures of it, and I've saved most in a binder. He talked about it for hours at a time on a daily basis until he was around six. He asked me once if I remember being there, I said no and he said, quote, we've traveled together for a long, long time, unquote. I asked how long and he said, higher than people can count. He also claimed he was once my dad a long time ago. My wife bought him a stuffed animal when he was a newborn, a gray elephant. He named it Ellie when he was older and told us that there was an elephant on his island that taught people to travel to other places, and that since his mom gave him the stuffed elephant, that's how he knew he was in the right place. I know this ultimately proves nothing, but I will say when you're a parent, you know the difference when you see your child speak with true conviction. Thanks again. And that's the end of the post.
1: Wow. Now that's a good story.
0: That is that's a crazy story, right?
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: That's a crazy story like the the that's idea, really cool. the idea that like because it's something where you know, he's here, he's with his wife, they have their baby and everything, and then his mom is over here, you know, helping grandma who's in the last days dealing with dementia and you know, he's like, "Oh, you know, my son's doing this weird thing, laughing and giggling at the corner." And then the mom is like, oh, my gosh, that's, like, the same thing your grandmother did for, like, the couple of weeks before she died. Mm-hmm. And she described she described a kid who looks just like your son, you know, like, and they put this whole thing together. And then he has no idea about, you know, what the heck, the island or the penguins, you know, he thinks, oh, well, grandma was starting to lose it. So, like, okay, it's it's weird, but, you know, eh, it's probably nothing. And then all of a sudden, one day, his kid just starts... You know, sees the picture and is like, oh, yeah, I know her. Yeah, she was on my island with me and my penguins. Yeah.
1: Like, crazy. what? What? Wow.
0: You know? And then, and the fact that this kid, like, I mean, I, I almost wish this guy would write a book. Yeah. Because the idea that he's got hundreds of pictures and things, you know, and the descriptions that his kid gave, mm-hmm. you know, even if it was all bs like it turned out that kid who went to heaven yeah you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah it's a good story it, it's a great story so well anyway i think that uh i think that pretty much wraps up yeah our second uh reddit good episode good um as always we thank you all for listening uh we do this uh just for the fun of it and um we love talking about weird stuff, and we love hearing about your weird stuff. So, please, uh, if you can, reach out to us. Uh, we have our Liminal Unlimited uh, podcast Facebook page. We have our Twitter page, uh, Liminal Unlimapod. Um, we have LiminalUnlimited at com, And any weird stories that you may like, I, I promise you... You know, I, yes, I made fun of the one where the guys like making a pendulum out of a hot water bottle, <laughs> but we love we love even those stories. Like that's the thing. Like yeah. we had a good laugh and everything. That was a great story. You know, so don't feel like you know you're just gonna get ridiculed or whatever. You know, if if you write in and you're genuinely sincere, and you know we'll keep you anonymous if you want to be anonymous. Um, but please, we would love to hear your weird stories, your your stories of liminal. Spaces and liminal places and liminal experiences, and you can write those write about those to us at liminal, liminal at gmail.com And if you have any show ideas, things you'd like us to cover, you know, we talked about how we want to do doppelgangers. We want to do uh, I want to do uh, an episode sometime on shadow people. If you've ever seen shadow people, and that falls in line with sleep paralysis. If you've ever had sleep paralysis. You know, uh, any number of of crazy, strange things that, that happen in this weird world of ours, um, we so want to hear from you. But as always, we thank you so much for listening. Jenny, have you had a good time?
1: I had a great time.
0: <laughs> this yeah. was a blast. And I hope you start feeling feeling yes. better. And your... I
1: need to have some tea.
0: Yes, have some tea and, and relax and get some rest. And don't forget, folks, to join us next week when we will be talking to uh, my friend from back in high school, uh, Ethan Kay, and he will be telling us all about his experiences as a psychic medium in the Church of Spiritualism. So we're really excited about that. And as always, we will see you on the other side. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.